Welcome, Professor Anna Paula Etkes. Hi, dear Dr. Verena. Thank you for we do this podcast today. Welcome to the audience. My name is Verena Volter. I'm the CEO and founder of 5P Healthcare Solutions and the author of It Takes Five to Tango. And much of what we do with our services, helping healthcare leaders across the five Ps, pharma, payers, provider, policy, but also patients, of course, is actually on the transformation towards a system that incentivizes outcomes of patients much more than paying for services. And it is really my distinct pleasure today to welcome Anna, who knows a great deal not only about value-based healthcare, and we have a little mini-series here with just the episode before, but also if we think about the equation value being outcomes divided by cost. In the last series, we spoke a little bit with a doctor on in the clinical side, how do we make that happen? But today I'm really talking to somebody who is not only a professor around these topics, but she is also actually the co-founder of the TDABC Healthcare Consortium. And she will help you discover in the next 20 minutes or so what that acronym actually stands for. So welcome again, Anna. And I'll kick off with my first question that people already know what it's about. What does value in healthcare actually mean to you? Tell us. Oh, thank you, Verena, for this introduction. And for me, it's a pleasure. We discuss about value and in special about the DBC in the, co the context of value-based healthcare. And answering the first question, uh, for me, the, the main concept of value in healthcare is that we, we need to look for doing much better with the resources that we have in terms of delivering care to the population. Uh, I'm from Brazil, and in Brazil, we have the, the biggest healthcare public system in terms of the number of people supported by this, uh, uh, this healthcare system. And something that you always try to do in an universal healthcare system is to use better the resources that we have and uh, use better this resource uh, represents to deliver a better care to the population and uh, to do it involves to understand better the individual. We need to uh, measure data in an individual level and uh, do much more in, an, uh, in a population level in terms of healthcare. This is my perspective. Excellent. And can you help us understand maybe what gets in the way right now? So you're saying it's about better utilization of the resources and we'll get to what solutions we can think about. But before we get there, maybe spend a couple of minutes on describing what the current problem actually is. Oh, uh, I, I think that uh, to do it and how to do it involves measuring outcomes and costs. And this is necessary for we, we deliver care with more efficiency. And the, co the concept of efficiency here, I, I do believe that is very important because it's crossing the outcomes and clinical outcomes, not only the traditional clinical outcomes, but outcomes in the, in the perspective of patient about his own healthcare uh, uh, feeling. And we are crossing these results with the cost to deliver that. And 
to measure that and manage that is necessary to measure outcomes and costs uh, out time in the healthcare system then in my opinion to measure every, everything and, and uh, using technology using a systematic is very important for you achieve value and I think what we're seeing right now in a traditional fee-for-service system that doesn't focus actually on the outcomes is that obviously those outcomes, if you don't focus on them, you don't measure them. And, and I think that's kind of where then there's a lot of waste that occurs because of duplication and because nobody looks at the common goal. So tests are repeated like radiological exams or blood tests are repeated or you know, unnecessary multiple specialist visits for the patients that are not coordinated. Nobody, the right, hand, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, basically. So now, of course, please unravel to us, what does TDABC stand for? <laughs> no, great. Well, uh, I, I do agree on that, that fee-for-service is not uh, collaborating for measuring the, the best way, because is not worry about the the outputs and the the quality of care and also is not um, suggesting that the organizations the hospitals the insurance companies the healthcare system really measure costs because this is not being necessary in terms of figure out the, the reimbursement to to deliver uh, a, proced a procedure or a healthcare treatment and uh, the TDBC is super valuable and it's understood as the gold standard to measure costs in the value-based healthcare uh, environment because it allows us to understand the, the care cycle. You know, we, we start to measure costs considering uh, the start point when patients start to uh, arrive at the primary care, for example, starts a process process of diagnosis, and during all the the care cycles that this patient can follow in the system, we are following patients and measuring this individual care pathway. Uh, in my opinion, this is the the main quality of TDBC, and this is the, the main reason for we use this method as a, a gold standard to measure costs in healthcare and value-based healthcare perspective, because uh, we usually say that uh, the method allows us to see much better. We can see how the resources are being uh, uh, consumed during the care pathway, where and how you know we can identify and measure that uh, in a hip and in a hip replacement surgery, for example, when patients are consuming more physicians, more materials, medications, and by doing that information, it is possible to uh, better manage resources and optimize the use of resources. Uh, necessary to deliver more surgeries and to support uh, uh, more more people, and consequently <laughs> increasing value. Uh, coming back for the concept of value, uh, how the DBC can be useful to increase value is not 
only because it is helping uh, to measure cost, but it's much more because it helps us to identify how can we decrease waste and use uh, resources in a most effective way. So I think the time dependent, which is the TD, activity bound costing, ABC, is really, I think, putting it full circle with value-based healthcare to say, all those integrated activities around a patient, and you said it, the surgery, the materials, the hospital stay, the, reha the rehab, the medication. So everything is actually lined up and is integrated in the IPUs, integrated patient units in the value-based healthcare model. But what you really bring it to full circle is to measure actually the costs that are incurred on every step along that way in the care cycle which in a traditional fee-for-service is just a big black box and we cannot actually follow the healthcare cost, which leads to all that duplication. And some data and studies show that up to 50 cents of one healthcare dollar is actually wasted because we don't measure. And that's what you mean with we don't measure the right cost because they're not bound to the activities in a fee-for-service. And I just want to reemphasize that for reemphasize emphasize that for the audience, because I think right now everybody has been subject to a cost cutting exercise somewhere or a cost measuring, but it's actually just measuring cost, not in relationship to outcomes and not in relationship to the activities along the care cycles. That's why all these useless cost, or cost exercises are a nuisance to the system and are driving further burnout because they're not linked. And that's what you do so nicely with the consortium. You really emphasize how can we line up for given disease, all the activities needed, and then measure the cost and then figure out where we can have actually savings. Yes, and only adding one comment about that is uh, how can we use the method to do benchmarks of care and identify where the, the care delivery is being more uh, efficient and could serve as a benchmark for other centers. In the perspective of healthcare systems or uh, multi-center studies, a group of hospitals that uh, in, in the, at the end of the day have a lot of centers working in the same mission. Uh, this is very valuable. In Brazil, we already uh, did a few multi-center uh, projects applying to DBC uh, where we uh, measure it that the same surgery uh, in similar hospitals, uh, academic, public hospitals in different regions from Brazil, they were delivering the same surgery uh, using resources in a very different uh, proportion. For example, in one center, we patients were submitted to the surgery and go home in five, six hours. And in other center uh, was a, a traditional thing to keep patients uh, at least one night at the hospital. At the end of one year, this one night cost a lot and we cannot, uh, we could not measure differences in outcomes by uh, keeping these patients by one night at hospital. You know, this kind of thing starts to be uh, easier to be measured by applying to DBC. And also not only measure the final cost, but to demonstrate to physicians and hospital leaders uh, 
policymakers where are the differences you know and when we are demonstrating where are the differences it's much easier to engage people on a on a measuring culture not only measuring outcomes but measuring costs culture that is something uh, in the first moment not super easy and super uh, frequent to be saw in the healthcare business and I think I like what you say is the benchmarking. And that's what often people ask me. It's like, well, it's great in my institution. We build multi-stakeholder teams. We look at what happens to the patient before they come to the hospital and after. And that's fine. But what does hospital B do over there? So maybe two comments. One, you have to start somewhere. Somebody has to start. Not everybody is maybe so advanced, like in your ecosystem that you operate in, in Brazil, or of course, there's many health systems in the US or in the European Nordic countries where it's more advanced, where benchmarking can occur. So not to discourage those people who maybe don't have a benchmarking yet in their country, please get started anyway. And I should put a plea in here, please follow Anna. If you really want to know more on the details, there's possibly not enough time in a 20 minute podcast, obviously learn the whole recipe how to do it but be encouraged to really follow Anna and the consortium and you do regular workshops and platforms and their working groups where you can get engaged and I know that Anna is a big publisher with her colleagues also so and I know you recently published a great example around the stroke unit and maybe you can tell us a little bit about that but before we get there I wanted to clarify one thing so that people don't jump on what you just said that maybe one night overstay for hip replacement is maybe not good. I think we shouldn't look at this in isolation because I think it only is what is happening is the integrated care unit. So it's not only the discharge that will save money because that is fee for service. No, what you're describing here in a 60 second statement is assuming that there is an integrated care unit around that patient. And that looks at what happens before and after, because we all know what happens in a DRG system with a quick discharge without looking actually at the patient is they may come back 24 hours through the revolving door, be readmitted with complications. And guess what? It's driving again cost. So that's not what Anna is describing. I just wanted to make that clear. No, no. And also it was not for hip replacement. It was for cholecystectomy. Yeah, surgery. Yeah. The surgery. Yeah. And please, this, this statement is very important. We, we were considering that those patients uh, received the, the right care. The optimal care. Our, yes, the optimal care. That is, that is very important. Please don't listen in a, in a different way. And uh, coming back for how to start and benchmarks and the stroke study, different issues, but about how to start. Uh, Verena was already introducing that we, we have worked in develop content and methodological content about how to apply TDABC in healthcare. And uh, all those articles are available and can be used to guide because they are very simple to be followed. They, we have a few articles that contain a checklist, really checklist to guide uh, the TDABC application. Another important thing, and that is new and we are working on, is the start point of the COAST standard set initiative, similar to ISHON, 
that is already providing standard sets to measure outcomes for different clinical conditions. What we are working on now, uh, including experts from several countries, is, de is de to develop these standard sets for measuring costs for different clinical conditions. We are starting by heart failure, hip and knee replacement. And we do hope to have these standard sets available to be shared uh, in 2023-2024. This is uh, an international project that is being developed now. Uh, and the big goal is to make um, possible and available to measure costs following a standard method to collect and analyze data. And by doing that, it will be uh, possible to identify international benchmarks of care, not uh, connect, not necessarily connected with the currency uh, from each country, but much more allowing us to measure resource consumption between countries, centers, and you know, at the end of a a, uh, a period of time of that data being included, we identify where we can. Uh, uh, you can find the centers that are delivering the best care and achieving the best outcomes and consuming less, less resources and could be used as an inspiration. Uh, this is, is something that uh, started by this stroke project because when we were developing the stroke uh, and the stroke was not focused only on cost because the the focus of the historic project is much more to introduce uh, a model that can be used to redesign the reimbursement strategy for stroke. Uh, it started in Brazil. We What we did was to uh, introduce a cost estimate model adjusted by risk, the clinical condition at the arrival uh, outcomes and also the technology that was being used to treat patients. Uh, by doing that, what we are providing at the end of the, the article and using this model is that a patient that arrives at the hospital in a very bad clinical condition that leaves the hospital in a medium <laughs> outcome and uses the best therapy cost different than a patient that uh, arrived at the hospital in a good, um, a better clinical condition, using uh, uh, an oldest technology. You know, we, we can offer this cost information and this can be used as an input uh, of a reimbursement model that is trying to be adjusted by outcomes, risk, and technology. What you're doing... <laughs> Yeah, what I just wanted to emphasize really what you're all the things you're describing. I mean, there's a lot that is available in the public domain, right? I mean, it's almost like crowdsourcing. I know that Anna is very active on social media, on scientific publishing. You mentioned the consortium. You said it's international in several countries. So I can really only encourage listeners who are interested, A, to learn more, but also to contribute and to really get information on benchmarking to get involved. And We'll be posting this so I think people can find you and find your your publications. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, my pleasure to to provide more information and to share more about these projects and support other initiatives. Uh, help 
people that are looking for more information about value-based healthcare, TBC, and reimbursement strategies. My pleasure. So we're almost at the end of our episode here. Anna, we've spoken a lot about cost and a little bit also about the clinical part because just because it's the important piece, but is there anything you haven't said or that you would like to summarize from today's conversation to the audience? So, well, thank you for the opportunity uh, for you to discuss. It's something that we could spend hours discussing here, but I always try to, uh, to say for students and people that look for implementing value-based healthcare, that sometimes costs make us afraid because is is not the the most usual is not by where people start, but when we come back for the value based healthcare origin is why everything started. You know, we we identified and the professors from Harvard Business School started to discuss that uh, we need to do better with their money that we are investing. People need to get healthier. Uh, we are investing money on our healthcare systems and this money needs to be uh, translated in a, most, in a healthier population. And for you achieve that, measure cost, measure outcomes is important and you need to start. You need to look for the methodologies. We need to uh, advance step by step and this is important to be done for we we advance each day a little more <laughs> thank you anna if you liked this episode please follow anna follow us on spotify on linkedin on our youtube channel 5p healthcare uh, news and like and spread the word around what is possible and we don't have an issue of lack of resources, we have an issue of investing it in the right place. Thank you so much, Anna Etkes. Thank you very much. That's my pleasure.